Do we have an intro this week? It's the one thing I don't have. So I don't I don't have an intro this week, but but I do have an intro, I think a very good intro for next week and for the duration of Falcon and the and the Winter Soldier. I've been working on it. So I'm not gonna oh. I'm not gonna uh pop my top this week. So I will just say as Eric, uh we're talking about news this week. And we're making predictions for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And uh, we're talking about why the fuck Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't want to be blue to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. We'll talk about it all on this episode of the Infinity Watch Oh my gosh. The energy. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I was talking to, I was talking to, uh, past, uh, guest Kate today. Uh, we were FaceTiming briefly and, uh, I was like, yeah, I got to do the podcast later with Eric. And I, I was like, cause I said I had to do work. They're like, you're still working. I was like, I got to do work for the podcast. I was like, one of us needs to do it. Right. <laughs> and, and so I said, well, Kate, you have to understand that Eric brings all the hype and, and the color commentary while I'm the straight man of the podcast, which is ironic because I'm not the straight man of the podcast. <laughs> so that was just a little tidbit into my into my conversation with Kate there today. So well, yeah. welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Eric. Uh, this is episode nine, season two of the Infinity Watch podcast. Um, this is kind of an in-betweener episode, right? So uh, we just wrapped up nine episodes of WandaVision. Uh, it was a fucking roller coaster of everything, you know? Um, lots of ups and downs with that series and lots of theories, lots of disagreements, which I fucking love. And just, I think overall it was a really great experience. And so I'm hoping we kind of get the same yeah. thing uh, here with uh, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So um, before we get into um you know talking about falcon and the winter soldier though uh we will jump into marvel and star wars and nerdy news um so <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i saw the title of an article this week and i was like oh my god just like immediately shaking my head but i was happy when i opened it up the article title said Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 reportedly searching for a, quote, Zac Efron type to play Adam Warlock, <laughs> which, first of all, it is like just a really fucking bizarre thing to say. Um, I, just say twink and you're good to go. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was old Zac Efron. I don't know right. if you've seen Zac Efron recently. He's uh, he's uh, he might be a little more bearish nowadays. If I'm it's using it's the terminology one. correctly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn, he's like ripped. He's always yeah, ripped. man. He's got like a burly beard. This dude's just hairy chest. He's he's got he's got this show on Netflix where he just travels the world. But high as shit, by the way, they never reference it. But he is so clearly stoned in every episode. It's hysterical. Um, dude. But uh, I would love to get paid to do something like that. That's yeah. that's the gig you want, right? Of course. Just, just travel the world and just be high in different countries. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. 10 out of 10. 
So these rumors started flying that, that they were looking for a Zac Efron type for Adam Warlock, uh, who was teased in the after credit scene of uh, The Last Guardians of the Galaxy film, which feels like it came out uh, so long ago, which it kind of has, right? What year was that? Let's see. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That was 27. That was four years ago. It's a long time. Um, but James Gunn, director of both those films and the upcoming film, very active on Twitter, if, if you're uh, aware of him at all. He quickly rebuked all the rumors, and he said this. He said, quote, there's no casting underway for Volume 3, and in what world would I only cast a Caucasian if the character has gold skin? And if I wanted a Zac Efron type, wouldn't I just go to Zac Efron? Where do you get this nonsense? Um, <laughs> so it seems like uh, that's categorically false, Um yeah, I so. actually, I actually believe that one. <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, it just, I don't know. Seems, seems weird. Seems like there's a lot of, there's so many nerd sites and and YouTubes and podcasts that just kind of throw shit out there and then just hope something sticks so later yeah. they can go. Well, we said this, but yeah, um, yeah, no, that is a uh, that is such a strong rebuke i feel like there's no that's why 90 percent of the time when actors are like uh-huh, this isn't real teehee i'm like you're lying and yes it is but this this is very clearly uh <laughs> that that rumor is not happening <laughs> yeah no absolutely it seems like he's he's not playing with it at all he's just like fuck this this isn't true so yeah i'm i'm fine with that you know i don't know i'm not i don't really have any opinions how of how i think adam warlock should look you know just yeah like yeah me yeah i mean i guess this is like even if it was a zach efron type fine whatever like it doesn't sure. yeah it's like zach efron's fine i got nothing against zach efron it's uh yeah just there's make, yeah just cast just, whoever I, I just googled adam warlock to get a visual of him again and i've already seeing zach efron with gold gold photoshop uh, and like a, an outfit so people are already just going crazy you know because one person put out a rumor but yeah but also yeah. if it's not, i mean you could put you could cast literally anyone in the entire world in that role and i'm sure it would be fine <laughs> yeah no that's that's me too i'm just like yeah sure you yeah know, like, yeah all right you know <laughs> it's not gonna really affect my life 100 so. all right so i don't know like this is this next thing was one of these one of these stories that I don't like it really shouldn't bum me out because who gives a fuck? But it it's bumming me out because okay. yeah, I, I'll just I'll just go through. It. Yeah. So Deadline is reporting now. Um, so Avatar has re-released in theaters in China. Um, and last week it earned three and a half million dollars. Oh, and no. so. This week, uh, they're they're probably going to earn the same, if not more, in that country. Um, and so that means that Avengers Endgame, essentially this week, will no longer be the number one highest grossing film of all time. Um, so when it was released in 2019, it grossed almost $2.8 billion. Just a shit ton of money. And Avatar has been the greatest uh, box office success for so long. And it's not deserved, in my opinion. And it was inflated by all the 3D shit and all that. I don't know. It's a fine yeah. movie, but like, it's ridiculous how long. I mean, it's fine been up at there. best. Yes, I 100% <laughs> agree with you on that. Yeah. And so, um, so it's looking like now, um, 
Avengers Endgame will will fall to second place this week. Um, the ironic thing, though, is Disney owns Avatar now, so they're just like, well, we don't give a fuck. We, <laughs> right. We're making all of this money. Yeah. Um, and so for the time being, Avatar will be the highest grossing film of all time. But, you know, just re-release Endgame. And, yeah, you know, which will definitely and... happen, and it will definitely make way more than $3 million a week. Uh, yeah. Guaranteed. And so, it, you know, it's it's like one of those things like why do I care how much this mega conglomerate corporation makes? But I think it's just like the fan of me. It's like Avengers Endgame deserves that title way yeah, more than Avatar ever. Does. Of course, yeah, yeah, by far. Um, Endgame might be the only thing that could get me back to the theater any anytime soon. Disney is still claiming that a uh, Black Widow is going to be out in May. I still don't believe it. But like, you're getting if ahead it of me. Is, you're getting ahead of me. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. yeah. No, if it is like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've been thinking about it. Like, I'm gonna drag you to the theater. That's what's gonna happen. I'm dude, gonna come pick you up. But it's like, so you- it's partly because I I don't like. It's partly just because I don't like. It just still feels weird. It's partly sure, because yeah. I've never loved theaters, and it's also partly. I just kind of want to say, fuck you, Disney, for doing this. Just drop it on Disney Plus. And it's so annoying to me. Like, I almost want it to fail miserably so they realize their fuck up. I'm wondering now, you know, and so just from a Disney side of things, right, there was a annual shareholder meeting for 2021 for Disney. And so the CEO of Disney, who's now uh, Bob Chapek, um, he says... Uh, he, he said the movie's next up, it's going to feature Black Widow, blah, 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 blah. It's currently set for release on May 7th. I know the Marvel fans have been looking forward to this film for a long time. I promise you it's well worth the wait. It's absolutely fantastic. So that's less than like seven weeks from now. Um, so to me, it seems like they're, they're not going to delay. I'd be really surprised if they did, but then again, I shouldn't be at the same time. Um, but I'm also now wondering after I read that and after you're talking about it a little bit, they just released another movie that was released on Disney plus you had to pay that extra $30, mm-hmm. but is in theaters at the same time. And I'm wondering if they might do that as well, just to say that they released it in theaters, but then have that option there. And I'm really hoping for that. Cause I would rather do that than go to a movie theater, frankly. Yes. One. I mean, that's literally all I want. Just do both. What the fuck? It can't possibly cost Disney money to put a movie on a website that they already own all of the above parts of the, the phrase I just said. Just do that too. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I would love to understand kind of just the all the logic. I wonder if there's – the one thing I'm, I'm wondering is if maybe there's like some weird contractual agreements for if something isn't released in theaters, then they have to give up something to someone, blah, 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 blah. Cause I know there's probably a gazillion contracts related to these movies, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Eric. I, I don't know why they didn't just release it in May last year. You know, yeah. We've been waiting a long time for this. Yeah. Um, and so my question to you before we move on, will this movie be ab- available on May 7th? Yes or no. It, like in any form you mean? In any form, do you think it'll be available? Man. I'm going to say. You know what? I'm going to I'm actually going to say no. I I, 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 think, I think there's more of a chance. I think it's 
pretty much 50-50 in my mind, but I yeah. feel like there's slightly more of a chance that Disney sees whatever is coming out in the next six weeks, and they realize they are going to get stomped on this movie. And which I also, like I said, I, I do kind of vindictively hope it happens, but I think my hope doesn't matter. I think it probably will happen. I yeah, just, it's it's like it's honestly like a really tough question to answer and, and to predict. You know, for me, like just looking news broke out today. I think uh, the president said by May 1st, all all adults should be eligible for the vaccine. And so I feel like a lot of studios now are going to be like, OK, if all these people are going to have vaccines, then things are going to, you know, quote unquote, get better. So let's just push it back another six months and make more money when more people will go. Yeah. And I feel like people are going to keep doing that until someone finally bites the bullet and has like their big, big movie and not all these small little movies out there. And so I hope it comes out on May 7th because I just want to see a Marvel movie again. Yeah. Um, but I think I might be with you and say that I think they're going to push it back because money, 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 baby. Yeah. We need it all. Well, we need it all. The other thing, too, that I feel like is getting almost forgotten in this conversation of like the Black Widow release date is that it's Black Widow. Does anybody really care that fucking much? I'm sure right. there are diehard black and in fact I know there are diehard black widow fans and and I and I get it but the majority of people I would guess don't really care that much about black widow at this point. So I I guess like so I have an answer in my head. If covid didn't exist, everything's normal. How much money do you think this would have made in the box office? I'm gonna say this probably would have made I hope this isn't a like a crazy low ball, but I feel like best case scenario, this movie was making like six hundred million. Damn. So, but maybe that's a low ball though. I you know, for reference, Ant Man, the first Ant Man, made five hundred and twenty million. Yep. I feel like I feel like this one's like an eight hundred. Okay. In my head, I don't know. It's just like uh, I don't know. I feel like at least at the point where Endgame, like the hype was up, you know, everyone was into it and she's an established character. Maybe it might be the last time we see her. I just feel like that's probably why Disney's holding back a whole bunch is because I feel like I feel like they could comfortably 100 percent make 600. Right. And so it's like making 600 now. I don't know. I don't know how this shit works, but yeah, I mean, I cannot still a lot of money. It's still a lot of money for sure. But I just. Yeah, I don't know. Like for me and and like I'm definitely putting my own feelings on the rest of the world, right? But it's like this character is dead and this movie is going to have zero impact on the rest of the Marvel universe. Why do I care? And the answer is I don't. So like <laughs> I feel I got to feel like I'm not the only one who feels that way. You know, it's just crazy because uh, you know, had had none of this happened, we would have seen Black Widow. We would have seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We would have seen Eternals. Uh, we would have uh, seen Shang-Chi a month ago. <laughs> WandaVision would have been done. And we would be talking about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness coming out in, yeah. you know, like a month or so. Um, oh, we also would have seen Loki probably too. And so it's just like there is so much – that is behind now. We got four movies that we probably would have seen or almost seen that haven't come out. And so at some point we need to start here, but thankfully 
I guess kind of segueing back, uh, because I know we could talk about this forever. Um, <laughs> Because I think we're both pretty frustrated. Thankfully, we have these shows now, um, which is kind of bridging that gap and pushing forward rather than, you know, to your comments like Black Widow, it's going to be more self-contained and isn't going to really be pushing the agenda further anymore. And so I think the more we delay that, the more it kind of becomes, you know, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I really love it because I love spy stuff, but um, I kind of share this. Yeah, I don't. um, I guess. I don't think it'll be bad. I just think it'll be okay. Like, I think it'll, you yeah. know what I mean? But I think it'll just be like, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll be fun. Like, I think I'm assume I'll enjoy it. I just don't, you know, but it's not gonna, I just assume it's not going to be one of my favorite movies. Although maybe I'm setting myself up for it to become one of my favorite movies. But, sure. You know, you never know. But, uh, but I did want to totally say fine having low expectations, right? Yes, like, let me always, have the lowest expectations. Always, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. But I did want to say before we moved on something that I 100% forgot. So, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, here we go. I'm scared. So, uh, oh no, I'm. I mean, like I forgot what I was gonna say. I would. No. I was stalling for time for my brain to catch up, and it decided not to. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> Must well, not just, have been that my good. last comment on Black Widow and all that. I think the one thing that makes me have a less lesser expectation of it is the thing I love about the MCU is that they're usually fun, like at least good at the very least movies, but they're episodic and it's always pushing towards something more. And I feel like this movie doesn't have as much of that. It's like more of like a backstory filling in something we already saw. And so like it misses that episodic feel, especially that we got with WandaVision and I'm sure we'll get with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, all right, let's keep going. Um, it's a news heavy week. Um, I'm I'm sure I picked this one out just for you, Eric. So, Wonder Woman 1984 this week picked up two Razzie nominations. <laughs> one for the worst supporting actress, Kristen Wiig, who starred as as uh, Barbara, who plays Cheetah. Oh, and I don't know if the, that's deserved. She did fine. Most people, most people were actually kind of surprised at that one because they yeah. thought that she did a really good job, yeah. uh, which I agree. It wasn't her fault. It wasn't any of the actors' fault. The problem with that movie. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, and then the film itself was also nominated for the category of worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, which seems yeah, more fitting to me. Yeah, that one's 100% fair. Um, you know, while I was going through articles, I can't remember if I was on Twitter, Reddit, or just on some other nerd website, I saw someone comment. This is completely random, by the way. I saw someone comment that they're like, while I didn't like the acting several times throughout WandaVision, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, of all the things to complain about that I think are valid about WandaVision, that is not one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> you just reminded me of that. <laughs> just talking about Wonder Woman. Yeah, here, that's wild. Yeah, whoever you are, random person, you're dumb. All right, <laughs> moving on. Um, I thought this was kind of funny. So next week we're anticipating the release of the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which oh. is going to be this crazy, epic, four-hour movie yeah, uh, anticipating is be... a strong word but sure <laughs> absolutely absolutely i mean the first one the original cut of justice league i did not like at all yeah um it was, it was better than batman versus superman but yeah, yeah which still was not very good also bad yeah it's like it's like the most beautiful looking piece of shit i've ever seen that's how i would describe batman versus superman i felt like it looked really good but then the actual movie was terrible. But let's not get into that because I'm sure I just pissed some people <laughs> off. Um, 
So HBO Max did something really cool last week. They surprised some people who were trying to watch Tom and Jerry. So they cl- a bunch yeah, of people clicked yeah. to watch Tom and Jerry, and the four-hour director's cut of Justice League came up. And so uh, I'm sure some like kids or something or parents putting on a movie for kids were surprised when they saw uh, Jared Leto's. Batman murdering people? Yeah. <laughs> and Jared Leto's Joker probably doing something weird. Uh, and so, yeah. Um, surprisingly though, there's, there's a lot of talk about this movie online. I think a lot of people can't see how it could be worse than the original cut. Um, wow. I can easily see how it would be worse. It's, if it's the same, but longer, that's worse. So (laughs) I, I will bite the bullet for the two of us. Cause I know you're not going to watch this movie, Eric. I I honestly, I might watch it out of sheer curiosity. I'm well, at least I might try. We'll see if I get through it all four hours. That's an eternity. Yeah. I think I'm going to break it up like an hour a day to make it just like, you know, a little more bare, but I will watch it and then uh, report back at some point. (laughs) I love it. I know we have some other news from you, Eric, so I'll I'll toss it over to you. Admiral Thawne. Yeah. So, so uh, just one thing. (laughs) <laughs> so first of all i wrote this in my notes app and we all know how good uh iphone autocorrect is and it has a tough time with the name benedict cumberbatch and it <laughs> always comes up with something new and exciting this might be the best one my note says benedict dumper patch doesn't, doesn't want to play thrawn that is uh that is my this notes is- this is coming from the guy that dressed up in a motion capture suit to play a dragon. Well, so his reasoning, so he gave an interview. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a very popular character in Star Wars, like, peripheral things. He was, before they reset the whole Star Wars universe, he was a big character then. Then they reset the the whole universe uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're not going to understand any of this anyways. But if you do, yeah, I got nothing. So um, they reset the whole universe. And he was so popular, they made him canon again. So they brought him back. He's in Star Wars Rebels as a villain. He's got his own uh, a couple trilogies of books um, in canon and even more out of canon. Uh, big time character. He's a blue alien. He's basically like a Sherlock Holmes level genius. Um but a but a military tactical genius uh amazing character incredible character one of my favorites and the big fan rumor was that benedict cumberbatch was going to play him in some of these live action series coming up um he got asked about it and he pretty much flatly said look i'm at a point in my life where my kids are at an age where i don't want to take the time to sit in a chair and let them put blue makeup on me for four hours before a shoot and then take it off an hour afterwards. He's like, it's just not the right time in my life. So I have no interest in, I think he said the words, I have no interest in doing that. Um, So that seems pretty definitive, uh, which is fine because I don't think Benedict Dumperpatch would be a very good (laughs) Theron. I I like him a lot as an actor. I I just don't think uh, he doesn't strike me as a, as a Theron personally so who who is your fan cast for uh you know playing the character do you have anyone in particular i don't really I know it's like a hard question right yeah but... i uh 
it's so man i i don't know i i've seen i've seen lists of like 10 actors who should play grand admiral thrawn and like in those lists i've been like oh yeah i could see that but none of them really was like that's perfect at least at least that i've seen because he's so he's a character that's literally only ever been portrayed mostly in books and one time in a cg animated series and he's just this larger than life and and the majority of the time in the stories is portrayed very well like it's very believable that he is just so outside the realm of intelligence of everyone around him that it's like it's hard to even fan cast that but i will say i i'll give a shout out to casting people because i feel like everyone's like what do they even do they just point at an actor the internet is notoriously bad yes <laughs> at casting anyone for it they're like oh it's a really smart sherlock holmes-esque like intelligence person <laughs> yeah Ooh, gotta be cast a guy that played yeah. you know sherlock holmes yeah. once it's and so yeah i mean uh i hope um the Star Wars universe, as they continue to cast people, they do as good of a job as Marvel has done because I think that's one area where they're just like fucking nailing it. Yes. Um, yes. And so I hope it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I'm always like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this person. And then you see them and you're like, wow, that's that fucking person yeah. right there, you know? So. Totally. Sweet. All right. Um, I think that wraps up news for the week. There's still a couple things I want to talk about um, before we jump into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, just in case you're not aware, there is on Disney Plus the series called Marvel Studios Legends. And so these are really mm. short clips. Uh, it's like doing like the halfway job of what I want Kevin Feige to do, which is make the entire <laughs> MCU episodic. Our Lord and Savior, please put some time and money into it. It would be worth it. But um, basically before WandaVision came out, they released like two seven-minute clips. Uh, they're episodes, one for... Wanda Maximoff, one for the vision. And so like, it, it just gives you a really quick, really short, um, you know, just overview of the character and what's happened in the MCU. If you haven't seen them yet. So they released four more, um, th this past week. So we got Falcon winter soldier Zemo and Sharon Carter. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you haven't watched the movies in a while and you really don't want to rewatch stuff, highly recommend this. Um, the Falcon one, seven minutes, the Winter Soldier one's eight minutes, and then Zemo and Sharon Carter's are only five minutes long. So it's really quick, you know, short attention uh, attention span stuff, super easy. Um, recommend it if you haven't watched this stuff in a while. Yeah, I might, uh, I, I mean, I think I probably have a better grasp of what's going on than most, but I, uh, that sounds interesting to me. I, I want yeah, to watch those. It just fills in those memory gaps, yeah, you know? Totally. It's, it's like you forget the, the tiny stuff. Totally. Um, you know what? With with this show coming back, I have to say, like, Sharon Carter was was the niece of Peggy Carter, and he fucked bo both of them. I I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of weird when I start thinking about it. Like, he went back in time to be with this it's woman. It's suspicious. <laughs> but then, like, I'm so confused of how that works with the timelines. Like, uh, so I don't know if I don't. Did Steve ever actually do anything at all with Sharon Carter? I feel I like know, I, I feel like they hinted they had fondue like, together. Did they fondue have that did. fondue? If they had the fondue, we all know what the what the fondue means. 
So I guess like with the timeline though, is it a, is it a separate timeline where he's with Peggy? Because then like he sees this girl growing up, but he's like, wow, I fucked that girl back in the other timeline. Oh, like so it's just weird. really maybe it's just they'll really ad- weird. maybe they'll address it. <laughs> Sorry for bringing this. I just like I started thinking about it today, and I was like, <laughs> wow, that's just like really uncomfortable, the whole thing. But you know, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, the other big thing. So today. Um, there's another series which will continue on as as each movie and 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 Disney Plus series is released. It's called Marvel Studios Assembled, and so this week's episode is a essentially an hour long documentary called The Making of WandaVision. So I went through and watched this today, and the funny thing I was like, this is longer than any episode of WandaVision that we got. <laughs> um, I don't know why that was the the jaded first thought I had, but um, yeah, it was it was like really well done. If if you're into like you know, making up stuff in documentaries. They do a good job of having, you know, a narrative throughout it and keeping you interested. Um, it really, to me, um, really highlighted some of the stuff in the show that, like, you didn't realize they were doing and some of the attention to detail as well. Um, it's super weird seeing uh, the black and white sets in color. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so you learn a lot there about how, like, they change the color of certain things. In order to so that when you see it in black and white, it looks how you would expect it to. And so the vision actually doesn't have his normal makeup on in all of the black and white episodes. So the first two, he has actually just a blue face because the blue reacts with the light in a way that the red doesn't. And so it's just like really fucking weird. And it makes me impressed by Elizabeth Olsen even more because he looks like a fucking freak <laughs> in some of these some of these episodes. Um but yeah, just really terrifying in some scenes. Um, but I, I have some highlights I wrote down while I was watching it. Okay. Um, Paul Bettany, always a good storyteller. I guess he got a call to meet with Kevin Feige in his office and thought he was just getting fired. Um, and so <laughs> instead, he pitched him the idea for this show, which which he was really excited about. Um, they had some original clips in the documentary of Paul Bettany recording his Jarvis lines. Uh, for Iron Man, oh, yeah. which I thought was really, really cool, you know, after cool. the movie was already made. Um, another thing, <laughs> there, there's just like a lot of random things in this episode. Um, for uh, several of the episodes, they actually had a live studio audience. And so like those laugh tracks are actually from the live studio audience and they were acting in front of them like an old sitcom. Wow. Which is absolutely insane just watching them do this and, you know, a lot of these special effects that that were very, you know, just they did it the same way they would do it in like the 60s and the 50s. It was it was awesome. Um, director uh, Matt Shackman and Kevin Feige, they said they had lunch with Dick Van Dyke prior to pre-production just to like talk to him about how they did the <laughs> show. But, like, I feel like this is just an excuse to have lunch with Dick Van Dyke, yeah. but I mean, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. It's like a random, random detail. Hey, you know um, what I realized? Just so I don't forget this. Sure. Paul Bettany would make a great Thrawn. Ooh, that's actually, <laughs> and, and he wouldn't mind being painted. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, there you go. He's already used he's been to doing it. that. <laughs> he says a funny line about how, I guess, uh, I guess John Favreau directed Wimbledon, the film Wimbledon, which has Paul Bettany in it. And so he talks about getting ca- the call and he's like, we need to have someone play uh jarvis in this iron man movie which we already shot we need someone's voice who sounds almost dead and not really like a human <laughs> voice and you're the first person i thought of. um and so paul bettany tells a lot of stories which was really interesting um the last little tidbit i'll say 
is from the Agatha All Along scene, you know, from the show with Catherine Hahn. They have a long cut of the whole thing. And they have a long cut where she's cackling, you know, in that episode, but it goes even longer than what we see. And it's, it is amazing. And at the end, she's holding the fake Sparky dog that's dead and she just tosses it over as if she doesn't care about it, you know? And that was really cool to see it just overall, I would say the documentary was, if you enjoyed the show, you'll enjoy this. If you, if you don't know what to watch quick, like hour long documentary, about WandaVision. So if you if you just need a little something something, if you like the show, you'll like the documentary. So check it out on Disney Plus. There you go. All righty. Lots of talking, but I think we're ready to jump in to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So <laughs> I I would like before we say anything, I would like us to start off with a clip that was released today. Um they released two clips. This one is called The Big Three. Um, and so Eric, do you want to just watch it and then we'll talk about it after? Yes. And we are, we let's make the call right now. Are we putting this in the, in the podcast? Are we putting let's, the clip? Let's put it in. All right. What it is. All right. I'll mess with the audio slightly. So hopefully we don't get flagged. <laughs> okay. So just to, just to set it up before we'll both watch it and talk about it is like 50 seconds. Um, it is just, uh, Sam Wilson, Falcon and the winter soldier, Bucky Barnes, just having a conversation. That's all. That's all we're seeing right now. And so uh, we'll go ahead and listen to it right now. All right. And so I'll, I will mute myself, and I'm going to play it really quick. All right. Well, I don't trust Red Wing. You Hold on a minute. You don't have to trust Red Wing. But I'm going to go see if he's right. Because I have a feeling they might be a part of the big three. What big three? The big three. What big three? Androids, aliens, and wizards. That's not a thing. That's definitely a thing. No, it's not. So every time we fight, we fight one of the three. So who are you <laughs> fighting now, Gandalf? Every how do you know about Gandalf? I heard The Hobbit in 1937 when it first came out. So you see my point? No, I don't. There are no wizards. Dr. Schroeder is a sorcerer. <laughs> a sorcerer is a wizard without a hat. Think about it. Right? I'm right. I just, I just came up with that. It's crazy. But look, that's not the point. These guys aren't magic. All right? They use brute force just like you. The incredibly annoying guy in front of me with the staring problem. I'm coming with you. No, you're not. I'm good. Are you back? All right. Yeah, I'm back. All right. The big three. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you react first, and then I got some stuff to say. Um, I feel like that mostly hit for me. I thought that was uh I thought that was enjoyable. I uh it's the just the classic Marvel quippiness delivered uh to perfection by anthony mackie i i would say um yeah absolutely yeah, yeah no, i enjoyed I just, that got me pretty excited yeah i was i was laughing <laughs> the big three alien <laughs> androids aliens and wizards um <laughs> but yeah no you know we were concerned with the one trailer which uh, i hate trailers so yeah. much um with like the jokes being kind of on the nose and corny but you know, how do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit <laughs> in 1937 when it first came out. When he said that, I was like, that's fucking funny, man. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm hoping that we get a lot more along that line, that vibe. I, I was digging that. So Totally. Can hit, I hit us up? I was just going to say, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Yes, uh, please add do. Add the rewatch of that clip. Check it out. It's called The Big Three, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's on YouTube. Um, my biggest criticism of this clip 
I do not like Sebastian Stan's hair. Mm, let me look at it again. I don't. I. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm used to him with like the long Bucky hair, but it's just like I don't know. It's just hitting me weird. I'm like scrubbing through. Hmm. It's just weird. Like you, you can have better Hollywood hair than that. That's very anybody can have that hair. This is not bothering me one bit. Really? Though so is this like? Did he have long hair at the end of Endgame? I don't. I don't know. So I think it's also kind of ironic that he says androids, aliens, and wizards when, like, the last person they fought in the Captain America movie was none of those things, right? And he's also in this movie, uh, Baron Zemo. He's not an android, alien, or wizard. He's just a regular man. True. Maybe that's how he's going to catch him off guard because he's only yeah. looking for androids, aliens, and wizards. Apparently. Oh, my gosh. No, I, both of those little jokes are really funny. Um, a sorcerer is a wizard without a hat. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like the new joke now is to name drop Doctor Strange. Because they do be. that in so many movies. They did it in uh, they did it in the Winter Soldier. That was before Doctor Strange came out. They did it in Spider Man Two. Before the MCU even existed, they name dropped Doctor right. Strange. Wow! Um, I forgot did it about Wanda that. Vision, yeah. obviously. You yeah. Know? And so he's popping up all over the place. But I mean, that's not a complaint at all. Yeah, yeah. I right. feel like, man, this is going to be a bad story because I don't remember 90% Uh-oh. of it. But I feel like I read something years ago that they were either at one point considering or were currently considering making Doctor Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch like the new Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. I wonder if that was true at one point, but they shifted it to Wanda. <laughs> Could be, yeah. Or maybe I mean, they'll both uh, be very prominent over the next yeah. Years. I'm I, I'm really interested to explore that. I mean, WandaVision obviously sparked a lot of the whole wanting to see Doctor Strange too, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, when will we even see the next Avengers movie? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it'll be really interesting. Um kind of from a meta standpoint uh, to see how the next phase of movies connects with each other as opposed to how they've worked in the past, which has been predictable because we had kind of a layout and a format, but now things are a little bit different, but um, knowing Kevin Feige, our Lord and savior and everyone else at Marvel studios, um, the whole point is to bring all these people together at some point. Right. And so what is going to be kind of the apex there that that makes them all come together? Who knows? We'll see. Um, But that's half the fun, right? Yeah. Do you have. uh, Well, I guess, do you think it's going to be a comic book event that they are going to make into movie form that is going to be the next big one? And if so, do you have a prediction? Because I do. I mean, you know me, I want Secret Wars all the time, baby. Okay. Secret Wars. But Um, aren't they doing. Is that not going to be a series? Am I nuts? No, you're thinking of Secret Invasion. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Secret Wars is more of like the universe is collapsing, yep. kind of uh, very multiversey, multiple Earths kind of stuff. Um, and one of my favorite comic books of all time, not the 1984 one, the one that came out in the last 10 years by Jonathan Hickman. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's hard because, you know, they started making, you know, like Secret Invasion is going to be a series. Armor War- Wars is a series. And so I don't know if they're just taking the titles of these 
or if they're kind of using the events to put into series. But what what is your prediction? I'm interested to hear. So I've been thinking a lot about this since the uh, the the mutant disappointment of Wandavision. I now think my new theory is we are going to hear no mention of anything mutant or anything X Men related until we get like we're, it's going to be in a separate movie. Maybe it is that movie that I don't think is going to be called Mutants, but I'm sure. But you know, and and they they've got to be at least thinking about an X Men movie at this point. Um, and I think it's going to be Avengers versus X-Men. Damn. And then after that, they're going to realize, oh, wait, actually, now that we all beat the fuck out of each other, we're actually all on the same side. Whoopsie. (laughs) That would be wild, man. More, uh, hero versus hero. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I feel like I could totally see that happening and, and kind of being like its own movie in a way. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be really hard to really recreate a more several phase spanning story. Yeah. That really yes. makes sense because this, the whole, you know, Thanos and infinity gauntlet, infinity stones, it really lends itself to that. I'm not sure how many more things really lend itself to that. Like they're using Kang the conqueror in the next Ant-Man movie. So <laughs> I feel like it's not that at all. And I think you can't do time too much anymore. And so I don't know uh yeah that's it'll be interesting yeah i really think Endgame was like uh, potentially a, a once in a lifetime cinematic experience just because at that point it's it's a lot of movies the three phases but it's achievable it's not it's a lot but it's not so much that it's overwhelming you can watch a movie a week and you know skip a few that aren't interesting to you and you still get 99 percent of the story you'd be done in a couple months it's not a big deal uh, right. But I feel like now it's getting so complex. There's so much stuff. And they're like, even if you weren't a big superhero fan, you probably have at least seen Iron Man. You definitely know who the Hulk is. So it's like you can, right. there's stuff to hold on to. But it's like now they're getting way out there, which is like great for people like you and me. But it's like for the average viewer, I do wonder if they're going to be like, who who the who the fuck are the Eternals? Like who like what? I'm asking who the fuck are the Eternals, still. <laughs> dude. You should read the Neil. You and everybody should read the Neil Gaiman. Uh, I think it's just called the Eternals. I, I it was like yeah. a big uh graphic novel I had. It was amazing. I loved it. The Eternals, Neil Gaiman. Let's see. I'll just buy it right now. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's on Amazon Eternal. It's just called Eternals. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, that's what's um, right. and it's twenty four ninety nine. So I'll just send a Venmo request to Eric <laughs> as a reimbursement. So okay, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there was a Jack Kirby book that had twelve issues of Eternals that I had at one point. Never read it. Um, I'll reread. Let me know when you start reading. I- I'm going to reread it too. I think that'd be a that'd be cool to talk about. Yeah, I definitely need to read it because that is probably one corner of of Marvel that I just have no fucking clue. Yeah, it was super interesting at all. So I'll check that out. Um, but first, okay, before we kind of go into some questions and whatnot, there are social media reactions, which I know Eric and I aren't really a super big fan of because I feel like it's usually just like it's like. Uh, it's like showing something that you made to your friends. Like how mean are they going to be? Kind of <laughs> yeah. <thing>. Right. 
And so it's like, oh, if you say something bad, we're not going to show you our fun stuff next time. But True. I, I have. But wait, can I impart a life lessons on review? If you're a real friend and it sucks, be mean. Don't yes. <laughs> like tell them. Help them improve. Absolutely. That's very important. This is coming from two musicians here. It is vital that uh, you surround yourself with friends who will tell you when they don't like creative things you do in a constructive way, obviously. Yes, don't be yeah, a don't dick. Yeah, don't be a dick, but like... If I show Eric some music I'm working on and he just says, it's great, uh, you don't have to change anything, I am disappointed. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. it's like nothing's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's always good to get feedback. But yeah, I just... Uh, but it's so true, though, because most people are just like, oh, yeah, 100 percent. This is awesome. It's like, don't be that. Don't just don't be that guy. Just want to yeah, impart no, some no. life lessons here. It's really <laughs> this is actually a really good point. And, and I 100 percent agree. It's really hard when when someone's like this person would like to show you this amazing thing. And like they're showing it in a group setting and it's awful. And you just have to like you have to continue the lie that they've they've seeded. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm so glad I haven't had to be around people in so long to experience these type of things. Okay, but what I did is I there's a lot of social media reactions. I think for just the first episode, from what I could tell, people just got the first episode. There are six episodes that are around 40 to 60 minutes long for this series. And so I picked out four of them, um, and I'll, I'll read them, and I, I tried to get a blend here. So um, First one is Liz Shannon Miller of Collider. She said, quote, the first episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier feels like the first 15 minutes of another solid, exciting Marvel adventure. She said in parentheses with credits, it's 47 minutes long. That said, I'm hyped to see what's next, especially once the title characters actually start to mix. So okay. from that one, it's I don't know. It seems like maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier are not together. Yeah, yet. that's what it sounds like to me. Which is interesting. I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but maybe I I guess I didn't expect that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that. There's, give us a little taste of what they've individually been up to. Uh, did they both get blipped or did only Falcon get blipped? Or they both got blipped, right? Uh, they both got blipped, yeah. Because, yeah, Falcon, the first thing we hear is on your left, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they both got blipped for sure. Yeah, so I wonder so that, if... I, I hope we see that. Yeah, just because what I love that to. shit. You know how much I oh that episode, the fourth episode of WandaVision. Yeah. Was, oh man, it's amazing. All right, next up we got uh, uh, writer Julia Double. She says, "Quote: Those who've been craving more action and quote unquote grittiness from MCU on Disney Plus will like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier of the MCU. So far, it's the most reminiscent of the Winter Soldier." Oh. I think both Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes fans will be very happy with their characterization and the arcs being set up here. I I like that. I mean, I, I love the Winter Soldier. So to a lot of people, the Winter Soldier still remains their favorite MCU movie. Um, I am not one of those people. I love the Winter Soldier. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's the best. Um, it's, it's definitely in like my top five or six, maybe, uh, but probably at the bottom end there. But an amazing movie, no doubt about it. Um, all right. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's last name. Uh, Peter Serretta of Slash Film. I think that might be what might be what it is. Um, he says the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier feels like a Marvel movie in a big way, a lot more so than WandaVision. Not a knock. The opening action scene feels like a huge MCU action sequence, not a TV fight. Story feels like it has significant MCU consequences. Yeah, I I mean. I love that. I like the uh, 
I wish it would have been more apparent in the series, but I assume that the stuff that happened in WandaVision will continue to reverberate outward. And I like that a lot. So the fact that uh, this reviewer is getting that impression from this show as well, I, I love to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I picked that one out for you because I know you, you want the MCU consequences and you want it more the, the grittiness yes. and kind of all the, the action, right? Totally. Um, I will say, right. though, I absolutely hate the word gritty and its connotations. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> I after I said it, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> mm. that was all everyone would say whenever they're talking about DC yeah. movies. Yeah, that's that's, like, that's a big okay. reason of why it's like. Yeah, I I just don't I feel like it no longer represents gritty to me is corny now. So I hope it's not corny. I hope it's like good, like just just good. Just be good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Grounded. Yeah. Grounded. Yeah. All right. Last up is our our buddy El Mayambe. Um, He says, I saw the first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and dug it. The opening action sequence is very cool. Has a surprise appearance. And I like where the story is going as we get deeper into Sam and Bucky's backstory. Well, I'm immediately intrigued by this surprise appearance. Uh, I think I know who it is. Let's hear the prediction. Um, Rhodey is in this. Oh, shit. Which I'm assuming is that's who it is. It's gotta be, yeah. And so, yeah, I didn't know that, but I was doing some research for this episode, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, well, you know, at first I had written down ask eric who he thinks it is uh and then i saw that and i was like oh well there you go yeah that is uh that's uh if, if big if true as they say that's gonna be fucking awesome I, i'm super stoked for that yeah it's like it's let's see uh, where was the source for this one um yeah exclusive oh it was it was written on the brobible.com Don Cheadle's War Machine to appear in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wow. So I love it. Um, hey, are your are your dogs dying? <laughs> yeah, can we pause for just a second? I don't know what the hell is going on, but I need to go check because they're losing their mind. I don't know what the fuck they saw. <laughs> for real? It lost. wasn't even anything? <laughs> I didn't see any. I think maybe I wonder if my neighbor, like one of their kids, threw a ball in the backyard and he jumped over or something. Oh man. That's so funny. I saw Otto come and look at you like like three or four times. She's like, Dad! He's like, come on! <laughs> You're like screaming downstairs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Sheesh so capiche. funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's jump back into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, so the series will have six episodes. Um you know, 40 to 60 minutes long, depending on the episode. It was created by a guy named Malcolm Spellman, who we talked about previously. Um, He's really just known for producing like some Empire episodes, um, which to me at first was kind of weird. But then like looking at the Russo brothers in the past, they seemed super weird too. And they ended up being the best thing that the MCU (laughs) could have gotten, you know? Um, The show is also directed by a woman named Carrie Scogland, um, who was an editor and a director of uh, so many famous TV shows. She's directed a lot of TV show episodes, uh, like House of Cards, The Punisher, actually, uh, and Handmaid's Tale. And so she she's done way more TV shows that you would totally, uh, you know, uh, have heard of and stuff like that, very popular. And so she's she's 
experience in in television. So that's good. Um, I have the original, not the original, I guess, the official uh, synopsis of the show, and this is what it is. After being handled the mantle of Captain America at the end of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson teams up with Bucky Barnes in a worldwide adventure that puts their abilities to the test as they fight the anti-patriotism group, the Flag Smashers. <laughs> so, there's that. I, uh... I will be extremely interested to see if this show has any obvious parallels with uh, any of the political protesting that we've seen IRL in the past year or so. Uh, I feel like there has to be some serious racial and political commentary in this movie, right? You would think i just don't know if if disney has the balls to do it right uh but i guess yeah, we i guess we will see i feel like regardless and i will i'll leave it at this without saying anything more because i'll say something stupid i, I won't say something stupid i'll say something that'll piss people off because it's true um <laughs> but um just having a black captain america will piss off plenty of people already oh yeah that's a guarantee and so many things in this show will be quote-unquote controversial yeah. because people are fucking stupid yes. and i'll just leave it at that and so it'll be interesting to see that uh, because we really got none of that from wandavision which i mean is good right we shouldn't really get it with this show either but i think this show is going to spark a lot more opinions online uh in the political racial sense social sense um and so that should be very interesting to see so yeah yeah Un uh, unfortunately i am uh i am 100 sure you are correct yeah so that'll be interesting um and so the main villain of this show they they bring up the flag smashers but on all of the you that know, is the, the funniest name I, I just have to say it. that is hysterical it is the flag you know, I, smashers <laughs> and the reason why um the reason why it's so funny is it they appeared in the comics in the 80s and so uh, very, very old Captain America reference. Um, and I kind of like how they're able to grab, you know, some of these older uh, comic references and kind of turn them more uh, modern, right, in some sense. They're probably just going to be like some racist group of terrorists or something like that. Um, but it's cool to be able to just grab that old reference and, and pull it in there. Um, but the main villain, it seems, is going to be uh, Daniel Brühl's uh, Helmet Zemo. Uh, who was in Captain America Civil War. And so um, we'll see him back. Uh, last we saw him, he was being imprisoned. Um, and so at some point, I'm sure we'll learn how he is out of prison. Um, and so it seems like he'll be the front of a lot of the, the drama from a, a villain perspective. We will see Emily Van Camp's Sharon Carter slash Agent 13 return, um, a former C uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She also worked for the CIA. Um maybe fucked Captain America. We don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Um, but then additionally, uh, there's there's a couple other people. Um, we have Wyatt Russell's playing John Walker, who is known in the comics as U.S. Agent. And so in this show, he's going to basically be playing a uh, very like metil uh, military, like super hyper military successor to Captain America that the U.S. government is sanctioning. Um, 
And so we've seen some clips there where it looks like he's kind of at like a Super Bowl type event. And so it's like the basically the U.S. government is probably disagreeing with the fact that Cap handed over the shield to Bucky and they have their own guy with his own agenda. Well, um, wait, did he hand it over to Bucky out... or Sam? Didn't he? Oh, sorry, okay, Sam. Okay. Sam, yep, Sam. That was that was a slip of the tongue. Um, and then the other person I saw that is coming back is George's St. Pierre. Uh, will return as Betroke the Leaper, oh, who we yeah. saw in uh, The Winter Soldier. And so um, <laughs> another another return of a character that is, is super cool. So, um, Eric, uh, is there anything in particular you're you're looking forward to, anything you're predicting in this show? We've got six episodes, basically almost probably like uh, like two or three movies worth length of a, of a show here. Um, what are your expectations? Uh, so... To be honest, I'm kind of a little worried that, you know, for, for, let me reset. With WandaVision, just, although the first couple episodes weren't my thing, I really appreciate what a crazy swing that was. And I am slightly worried that if... This show is too by the numbers Marvel. Even if it's great, it might not. I feel like WandaVision set a new bar for creativity. That it was uh, ambitious. Yeah. Whether you liked it or not, it was yes, ambitious. Totally, totally. Um and I feel like that's a that's a new bar for like, wow, these can these can really be like really interesting and and different. Um, although I say that, but maybe I'm just not realizing, or maybe I'm forgetting how good the Marvel formula actually is. And also, um, maybe that formula becomes even better stretched out over six 40 to 60 minute long episodes. So, so, you know, that's the other side of it too. It's just like, uh, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. It's just a worry I have. Because, uh, you know, WandaVision uh, was inarguably extremely creative. And and the yeah. way they chose to tell that story was super interesting. Um, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, I'm definitely, after WandaVision, I, I share the same concerns. Um, I suppose my, my one rebuttal... Uh, and I and I think you'll probably agree with me on this, is I think the one thing that is making me feel a little bit better about it, even though it'll probably be more paint by the numbers Marvel, is I think just how we liked in WandaVision them making us care about characters in a more intimate setting. You get to see them uh, and experience them at a more down, you know, you know, just uh, what is the word I'm looking for the phrase? Uh, down to earth, you know, you get to see and understand them better. I think we'll get that same piece, whether it's, you know, this ambitious show or if it's more paint by Marvel. So yeah, true. Wow, I can't. Did I say paint by Marvel? I can't talk anymore. Um, <laughs> Accurate. Paint by Marvel. Accurate statement um, still. But yeah, I, I that's the one thing that is making me feel okay. Um, <laughs> but it is funny, like with every Marvel thing that comes out. Once again, going back to the box office talk, like I am so anxious about them fucking something up. When it's like, really, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. We're going to have like 17 TV shows in the next two years. <laughs> yeah, of um, but I'm, I'm really hopeful, and I and I hope that we still get the uh, the grounded kind of, you know, more attached 
perspective of these characters that we got in WandaVision because I think both of us really loved that aspect of it a lot. Yes. Right, you actually start to care about these characters a lot more, and these are two guys that I feel like were in a very similar position to Wanda, right? They don't have their own movie, and they've been mostly kind of to the side uh, of the bigger characters yeah. that were kind of the title characters of their films. So, and they essentially we'll lost their best friend and mentor. So, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know what? I'll, I like. I thought that there was a lot of political commentary, not like super on the nose, but in in the Winter Soldier and civil war right there's there's that political aspect to it and i thought that they handled that pretty well and i enjoyed it um and so you know if they're shooting for winter soldier vibe like maybe that's not the worst vibe to shoot for totally you know and so uh it was wildly successful for a reason um but yeah i'm i'm digging just the format and i'm wondering eric like this time we get basically two episodes worth, you know, what we would have gotten for WandaVision and one now. And so I'm wondering if that gives us some more leeway to tell a little bit more um, and to each week get a little bit more out of it than we did with WandaVision, which was, you know, like 20 minutes or so every single time. Yeah, yeah, I I 100% hope so. So are you on the same page with me here? Like we're seeing Sam in a Captain America outfit by the end of the series. I, yes, but I think people and myself are going to be disappointed at, I think they're going to go with like the most recent in the comic book, Sam Captain America outfit. I don't think it's going to be anything close to Steve's Captain America outfit. And I think that might be a little sad, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel it'll be like, it'll be Sam Wilson's version of it and not like, you know, just like a one-to-one, which I, I I guess in the context makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, I hope they, if, if they do just like, it's totally its own movie version and they take a lot of cues from Steve suit. I feel like that'll be ideal. I just, I just want it to be, it's gotta have big elements that are similar to Steve suit for me. I feel like to be like truly knock it out of the park with the suit look. Assuming they I do it, say, but they're doing it. It seems like having wings and that shield just seems like a really like cumbersome, just logistical nightmare. Do you feel like we get a big finale fight scene where he like excessively uses both? I hope so. That would be I, you know, awesome. When I first watched um, Captain America, the first Avenger, a lot of people love it. I think it's decent. I think it's good. Uh, but I didn't love it, right? I liked it um, more than you, when, if I if I recall. Yes, yeah. yes, you definitely did. You definitely did. Um, my dogs are barking at someone, um, <laughs> which I guess I could say almost always. Um, <laughs> but when Captain America: The Winter Soldier came out, we have that opening scene, and they're on a boat, and they're going to take down Batroc the Leaper, right? And just the way he throws his shield in that, I was like, okay. I'm going to like this yeah, movie because epic. they were actually yeah. using it in like a really creative way. That was super cool. So I, I really hope that we get more of that. Um, I really like the way in like Avengers infinity war, how we saw uh, and, and in captain America civil war, how we saw Sam using his wings too. And so I really hope that with the scaled down, you know, I guess it's not scaled down. I guess with, with how much money they're putting towards these shows, I hope we don't have to scale down that type of stuff. 
Um, I want to see the action. I yeah. want it to be crazy. And I want it to be the same action that we would get in a movie. Um, and it seems like from the social media reacts, reactions that that's the case. And so that was my biggest concern. I just don't want to, you know, like daredevilize these shows where they can't do more action because their budgets are limited. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I d- yeah, I, I don't think that'll be a problem now that now that Disney's uh, running the show. I think they'll throw as much money at these things as they need to throw. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like WandaVision, just, those concerns have gotten smaller and smaller yeah, after watching totally. WandaVision because it, it looked great. Yes. There was a couple times where the CGI was like, mm, but I but feel like that's But there's a couple times in the some... movies, too. It's like, yeah, it's never 100% exactly. perfect. I guess, right. uh, except for Endgame, probably. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Thanos to me is still like the greatest CGI achievement uh, of the entire MCU. But um, wait, wait, can I blow your mind right now and potentially everybody in the audience's mind? Please, please. Do you n- know that the character of Davy Jones, Squidhead Man in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was all CGI? Dude. That I might be some still, of the best CGI ever. I still can't comprehend how that still looks so good. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. It was so far ahead of its time. Yeah. So and far ahead of its like, time. Because I watched a whole video about that um, because people talk about it online every now and then. That movie came out 15 years ago. <laughs> okay. And. And it had a crazy those all those movies had crazy big budgets. Um, I think the budget at that time. So 15 years ago, 15 years ago, the budget for that movie is two hundred twenty five million dollars. So maybe they took a big chunk of that for the CGI. But still, that CGI looks so fucking good. Incredible. I 100% agree with you. Um, you know, it's just I guess who is the studio that's doing it and how much money you're going to throw at it. Right. Yeah. You look at uh, like Justice League, you know, we were talking about that earlier um, and you look at the villain that was in that. I can't. Uh, Steppenwolf. Yeah. Yeah. It just looks bad. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. it's just, you have to take the time and care to invest in that. Otherwise, people don't see a person there like, you know, with, with Infinity War, with Endgame, Thanos felt like he was there. And I still yeah. think that's like unbelievable, crazy. unbelievable. It's one of the biggest things I was worried about when that was coming out. Yeah. Um, but they fucking nailed it. And so yeah, with this, with this, I'm, I feel like they're throwing a lot of money at these. They want it to be on par with, with the movies. And so, um, I'm less worried about that now after watching WandaVision. Yeah. Same here. Um, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Am I, was this a rumor or is it fact that general Ross is in this show? Oh, I actually don't know. Let's take a look live on the podcast. Let's see. General Ross. It would make sense. Yeah, it would. It would make sense. But that's why I'm wondering if I heard it as a rumor and was like, oh, that's definitely happening. But like, just I don't have any (laughs) I don't have any proof. But if General Ross is in this show, my biggest dream of all dreams would be to see Red Hulk. Ooh, that's something I don't think we'll ever see. Dude, I want it so bad. I want it so bad. I want Red Hulk versus Hulk Hulk so fucking bad. I can't even describe it. Yeah, that would just be crazy. And then I I want them. I always forget that they're the same character, by the way. I always forget. All right, here's what I want. I want 
General Ross to be in this series. I want him to, by the end of the series, transform into Red Hulk. And I want this series to end announcing a Thunderbolts series. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... I just <laughs> None of that's going to happen, probably. This is the Mephisto moment <laughs> of Falcon and the Winter Soldier we haven't even gotten Yeah, yet. I'm going to find every clue that isn't a clue and say it's all pointing to that. The color red was in this episode. That's a sign. It's Mephi- <laughs> I almost said that's Mephisto. It's Red Hulk. <laughs> I think there's a I think there's a really good chance he shows up as as Ross. Yeah, I don't think possibly. there's any chance we'll get a Red Hulk ever. Man, ever? Just, I'm just, yeah. Why why yeah. do you have to crush my dreams that hard? Ever? If he's in this like, show, uh, maybe there's like a reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would I, like trust me, I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> I wonder if he maybe he has some of those weird rights too. Uh yeah, since, yeah like, you might Paramount right. yeah. has some of like the distribution or whatever. Uh, which is why they don't make Hulk movies or anything like that. Um, that is probably just like a tough character. Uh, C- CGI and it's just like all the Hulk yeah. stuff is just really tough for some reason for them to figure out, which I don't think it needs to be that tough, but it seems like it is. I think he looks, um, I think in his last probably like three or four appearances, he's looked 100% fine. He's, uh, yeah. I think he peaked for me at Age of Ultron, actually. Oh, interesting. Okay. I definitely liked him in Avengers and Age of Ultron. Just in terms of design, he was more animalistic. Yeah, like feral, yeah. Yeah, and kind of, uh, you could see kind of like, maybe like a gorilla-y kind of look. But he looked like Jack Kirby. Yeah, Hulk yeah. A lot in those movies, and I really like that. But, you know, I, I think, Eric, you know, going back to Red Hulk, Hulk is kind of smart now. Yeah. I feel like there's room for more. We get She-Hulk. She's coming. That's so, Dude, we're, so, come on. We got to get a Red Hulk. I think I'll be wrong then, and I would love to be wrong. We gotta get one. Um, that if we're getting She-Hulk and people like that, then Red Hulk, baby. Yes. But uh, who's the guy that plays that plays him? It's uh, Jonathan Hurt or something. William Hurt. William Hurt. Maybe. Thank you. I was just pulling pulling names out of my <laughs> ass. Um, he's seventy, and so I feel like we're running out of time yeah. there, guys. Yeah. You know. But uh, hey, just pull a Don Cheadle, and boom, you're good to go. Pull, so. Oh, true, true. I was like, wait a minute. What's yeah? I know what you're. I'm here. Recaps that. It's me. Get used to it. Whatever the fucking. <laughs> I love it. You had it. Now get over it. Yeah, get, get over, over it. Something like that. <laughs> I love it. Um, so yeah, overall, I think uh, I think we're gonna definitely see. I think Zemo might be pulling some strings in the background for a bit. Yep. We got this U.S. agent piece, you know. So I, I think we're gonna have a lot of B story, C story kind of stuff going on. U.S. agent. Helmet Zemo, and then we got these Flag Smasher people. So it seems like there's going to be a few layers to what's going on here. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not sure how I feel about Zemo coming back just because I feel like he ended in a really good spot. Um, I'm not completely sold on his, like, little uh, his little mask thing, even though it is more uh, comic accurate. Oh. Uh, just the eye holes on it, on all the pictures, this look a little funky-dunky to me. Um, but, hey... You know, I I may be the Eric of the last several episodes of the podcast that was saying WandaVision, uh, the headpiece isn't going to look good. Yeah. So, you know, not to call you out directly. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm extremely happy to be wrong on that because it looks amazing. But yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures. Okay, first of all, the guy that plays U.S. agent, uh, him and his like Captain America outfit, the government sanctioned Captain America, he looks like such a dweeb. Um, <laughs> 
and it's probably on purpose, right? Um, I don't think that many people can pull off that helmet very well. And, and Chris Evans is obviously just yeah. like a god in terms of his physique and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how Zemo looks. I'm happy, though, that they're embracing the comic look and kind of the the purple mask kind of hood thing. So um, very interested to see how this all turns out and, and plays across these six episodes. Yeah, I am actually so I I think I have kind of the opposite opinion there on on both points where I was not really super satisfied with Zemo really as a character at all. Like he was fine. I don't dislike him, but I just he doesn't he didn't seem uh, I mean, was he really that intimidating? Like he's just a guy. No, like it's yeah. like Yeah, so I I hope they really make him and and I think there's a good chance that they really, really will make flesh him out and really make him uh, intimidating in this. And for me, I feel like the mask almost strikes me as like Joker in the Dark Knight kind of vibes. Like, I feel like it's going to make him almost look unhinged. I hope it does. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I was stoked on the mask. I was going to be very upset. If they did not, if they did not try to incorporate that in some way in this. Yeah, you got to do something, yeah, right? Yeah. He's just a dude. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, if, if there's one thing I've learned, Eric, for sure, and, and I think you probably agree as well, is that I can't really judge anything by the promotional pictures or the trailers because <laughs> yeah, it just it's always just kind of fucky and weird. And so I'm just I think a lot of my opinions will form after we watch this this first episode next week. True, except for. I correctly judged from the trailers that Spider-Man suit and civil war would look like CGI bullshit. And I was correct. So yes, I'll give you that one for sure. <laughs> weird, alien, is... weird, red alien skin. Oh God. So weird. And here I thought I had heard the last of that one years ago. <laughs> it's still so weird. I can't be mad though. Cause you're not wrong. <laughs> Shit. All right. Any last thoughts, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Any do we are we going to call out any key predictions for this series before we see it all? Is there anything on your mind in terms of what you think will or won't happen? I have a, a big prediction that I all right, that I think is going to happen. I think that we are going to get a Chris Evans cameo in this show. What? Oh my god! I feel like a couple months ago he was just too gung-ho whatever he said about like how much he loved cap or whatever or it's like uh, whatever bullshit he said i forget what it was but it's it just really made me think like there's no way he's done with this character and uh damn and i feel like this is <laughs> they'd be crazy not to get a cameo from him in this episode in this show if if it were possible i will go out of the way and say my prediction is that the Chris Evans cameo will look better than the Luke Skywalker one did in Mandalorian. <laughs> well, yeah, duh. It's Chris <laughs> That's Evans is the easiest prediction to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even, I, I didn't even think about that. Chris Evans showing up. Um, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Um, and yeah, that would be a big moment. I'm scared. I don't want this to be like the Doctor Strange cameo <laughs> from WandaVision. Know, I know. Um, I'm really trying to temper my expectations again, but uh, I think I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say, yeah, this is fucking happening. Yeah. Love it. But it's going to be really small, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah small, yeah. but pivotal. And it'll be him fucking Sharon Carter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, I think uh, it, I think it'll be like, uh, like uh, maybe Sam and Bucky are at the end of their rope 
and they absolutely, you know, they promise to let Cap live his life, but they're like, look, we need our guy. We need some advice. And they're going to go see old ass Joe Biden, Captain America. I don't and, think uh, I will. Yeah, they're going to ask him for five advice and he's going to turn him down. And that's going to yep. be the cameo. <laughs> I, I hope, would love oh that. Oh, my God. I hope that's uh, that's what it is. Oh, my gosh. He does look just like Joe Biden. It's, it's really unbelievable. It is very oh, weird. Super, super weird. All right. You heard it here first. Because uh, <laughs> clearly no one else has made this prediction. Uh, Chris Evans is going <laughs> to show up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. One last thing for me. Just call it Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Doesn't have to be the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh yes, it just true. flows better. True. I don't. I still don't understand this choice. Um, but hey, you know, whatever Disney. I'm sure you focus grouped the hell out of it or something. All right, uh, Eric. Recommendations. Do you have anything to recommend to us this week? <sighs> yeah. So I have an extremely off the wall recommendation this week, and I might get clowned for it, and that's fine. Oh boy um it's it's more off the wall than chris's mountain lions huh yes way off the wall because this recommendation is a streamer a twitch streamer who i just discovered in the last week and i just i can't it's just so impressive to me so this the name of the account is code miko c-o-d-e-m-i-k-o and what this is is this is this uh, oh, I saw this this week. This is this young woman who took it upon herself. She She's like a, a programmer, a, a coder. And she took it upon herself to buy a full motion capture suit and create this, like, virtual character in a virtual world. And she streams as this character with a motion capture suit and and the big thing that i that kind of really got me like into the character was she does interviews with other streamers and did you did you ever watch space ghost back in the day yes it reminds me of like space ghost yeah she's fucking hysterical as this character i will say if you're not into she definitely uses the what some would find and I would probably agree. A very annoying, obviously fake voice, um, which is tough to get past. But uh, it's it's like outrageously creative. I've never seen anything like it before ever, and um, and it, and it really just has been. I've been thinking all week about like the future of entertainment because of this person. Like I've never seen anything like it. you got to check it out just to be impressed by the creativity of it. It's yeah. wild. You know, this, this one kind of, I don't go on Twitch ever. This frankly, I'll, I'll just, just to get the perspective of where I'm at versus Eric who goes on Twitch from time to time. Um, so I'm not used to this stuff, but this went viral this week. And I saw a video of her interviewing a, a streamer, and I watched like 10 minutes of it. And I was thinking the same thing. Dude. I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is going to get like, it looks really good. It's and it's just like the whole style of it is unbelievable. And she's really funny, too. Yeah. She's interviewing a guy, and then she puts on, you know, this is all digital. Yes. It's all digital. But like, her and from mouth what moves I understand, all immediate, it's all live. Like, all of her crazy shit she does in her virtual world is like all live. I think she spent like over 20 grand to yes, get the equipment for an this. insane amount of money. Um, and she's interviewing this guy and then she switches it and it looks like she's wearing some like sexy nun outfit. 
Um, <laughs> and it's just, it's just like funny, but it's just like, this is the future. Yes. A hundred percent. And it's crazy. Um, highly recommend watch. I, I, there's a video on YouTube. I watch it. It's called, are you religious young man? And you can search, uh, you can search her name, uh, which is, what is it now? It's, uh, code Miko. Code Miko. Yeah. Code. Miko. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, just really, really bizarre, really funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm totally with you on this one, man. Dude, it's wild. It's so wild. It just reminds me of like, I feel like some of the, some of the most entertaining streamers like Dr. Disrespect, like obviously it's a guy but it's a guy playing a character for hours a day every day like that kind of shit blows my mind and then this code miko it takes it a step further you're wearing a bodysuit for like it's just it's just so wildly creative and it's just like wildly impressive to me oh yeah 100 percent agree 100 percent agree yeah but that's my recommendation Damn, Code Miko. All right. Yeah. Um, mine's not nearly as exciting, but um, very MCU focused. Okay, you got a week. You got a week to watch some stuff. If I you do? haven't seen, no, no, okay. I'm just I'm speaking to the people. Okay. <laughs> the people. If you haven't seen a lot of the MCU movies, and you are going to watch this show, first of all, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but <laughs> true. Whatever. Okay. If you haven't seen all the MCU movies, um, before this. Watch Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War. If you haven't seen those two movies in a while, watch them because those are basically going to be the most contextual two movies you could watch. And I think it covers 95% of what you need to know about these two characters. And I think it'll make the whole experience of watching this show a million times better. If you haven't watched them in a year or two, watch them. There's a lot there. There's a lot of nuance there. Highly recommend you do that before watching this. I watched these within the last month or so, and there's a lot of things I forgot about. And, and it, you know, it just it's going to fill in a lot of gaps, especially for some of the smaller characters. So just two movies. You can do that one week. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War. Um, highly, highly recommend to get the best experience out of all this. Um, I know we're talking about how it's hard to kind of get the context of everything. I think this time it's really easy. So two yeah. movies, check them out. If you haven't seen them, absolutely check them out. Check them out. If you haven't seen them in a while, just watch them again. They're on Disney Plus. You don't have to pay anything. So it's a pandemic. What else do you got to do? True. All right. If you want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. You can also shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we were, we're going to have a bunch of guests on, uh, new guests for this show. Um, and next week we will be joined by our guest Dave Hug for the first episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So look out for that podcast and we'll continue releasing them on the same schedule that we have. Um, look forward to discussing this with you guys all again. And we will live, leave you on our last and final note. Fuck the billionaires. Fuck the billionaires. <laughs> Talk to you all next week. <laughs>